I have to make one adjustment in our service this morning. The first lesson that Rick read for us is one of my favorite passages in the New Testament. However, it was not exactly the passage for this morning. He read from John, and our lesson is from 1 John, so I'm going to read that now. As, uh, and no problem, it, uh, I've done worse many times. So, um, but I want to read to you from 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, and what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And this life was revealed, and we have seen it and testified to it and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. So Lucy of the Peanuts Gang is at her psychiatric wall. Along comes a very depressed-looking Charlie Brown. And so I can't help it, he begins. I feel lonely, depressed. This is ridiculous, replies Lucy. You should be ashamed of yourself, Charlie Brown. You've got the whole world to live in. There's beauty all around you. There are things to do, great things to be accomplished. No one trods this earth alone. We are all together, one generation taking up where the other generation has left off. And Charlie Brown kind of picks himself up a little bit and reassuredly says, You're right, Lucy, you're right. You've made me see things differently. I realize now that I am part of the world. I am not alone. I have friends. And she looks at him and says, name one. (laughs) We live in a time when it's difficult to find many true friends. And loneliness pervades the human condition. In places like the peninsula and the South Bay, where some people have known other people for a long, long time, Some of you may be thinking, well, I have lots of friends, and that's a wonderful gift. But I dare say there are some here today who are lonely and perhaps feel there aren't many real friends around. And whether we have lots of friends or only a few, I suspect that we can all relate to the feelings of loneliness. Certainly a place as big and overwhelming as Los Angeles, there is a great sense of loneliness for many people. For while we're plugged in with cell phones, iPads, and the Internet, email, text messaging, and Facebook, specialization, indifference, high mobility, job shifting, and the fast pace of life don't lend themselves automatically to close friendships. People are now dumping their friends by hitting send on a text message or unfriending them on Facebook. Families tend not to be quite as close as they used to be. Fragmentation is felt in practically every life. 
Life moves at a fast forward pace. It's like somebody hit the fast forward button on our lives. And the old comfortable groupings have transitioned into something different and certainly not as rooted and grounded. I'm reminded of the words of one of Simon and Garfunkel's most famous songs, The Sounds of Silence, and I heard it the other day on the radio. And in the naked light I saw 10,000 people, maybe more, people talking without speaking, people hearing without listening, people writing songs that voices never shared, no one dared disturb the sounds of silence. Loneliness can grip us within. When what really matters most to us is precisely what we cannot discuss with another human being. Before old so-and-so came along, I led a shallow, meaningless, and lonely life. Now it's just shallow and meaningless. You see, some friendships provide companionship, but not much depth. Indeed, perhaps you've known such relationships. When we go back to the first chapters of the book of Genesis, we need to remember that the first thing God declared was that loneliness is not good. Quote, it is not good that the man, the first human being, should be alone. Genesis 2.18. Finding friendship. Finding friendship. Some people spend their whole life looking for it. And others gravitate to the first people that come along and stay with them for the rest of their lives. Friendship can be found in neighbors, social organizations, businesses, clubs, and churches. And one of the great things about friends is there's no rule for finding them. As a family of faith, we do have some clues for finding friendship. There's a parable in which a man is wandering about in the forest for several days not knowing the way out, and suddenly he sees another person approaching him, and his heart is filled with joy, and he says to himself, now I shall certainly find out which way is the right way. And when they neared one another, he asked the stranger, tell me, kind sir, which way out of the forest? I've been wandering about in the trees for several days. And the stranger answered, friend, I do not know the way out either, for I too have been searching about for many days. But this I can tell you, do not take the way I have been taking, for that will lead you nowhere. Let us look for a new way out together. Together. That, in effect, is a parable for our family of faith. We are journeyers in life. None of us have all the answers. But when we partner together, when we take hands together, We will find God's way because we are gathered in this fellowship, searching together for God's guidance and God's light on the pathway. And the moment we cease to find friendship, the moment we break faith with one another, is the moment when the light grows dim and darkness is on the horizon. Hear the words of our gospel lesson. This is my commandment, said Jesus that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love, greater love has no one than this, that a person lay down his or her life for his or her friends. You are my friends if you love one another. 
Just this past week at one of our memorial services, we had the old hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. But have we ever thought of ourselves as Jesus' friends? That we are Jesus' friends? That's what he tells us we are when we love one another. The love of our neighbor, finding that quality friendship, is the only door out of the dungeon of loneliness. Coming out of the self-isolation to the light of God around and within us is what finding friendship is all about. You know, a friend is someone who knows you. They know all about you. And they like you and care for you just the same. And we all need friends. We all need friends. To say we do not need a church, to say we do not need friendship and fellowship, is certainly not Christian. The entire New Testament is based on community and companionship in Christ. So I invite you to hear these words from the other passage for this morning. That which from the beginning, which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing this, that our joy may be complete. Some texts say, your joy, that your joy may be complete. Celebrating our family of faith and finding friendship, you see, it's all connected. We are not complete in and of ourselves. Our friends are a part of who we are. To be, to be is to be related. It's a universal hungering of the heart to be related. And yet, friendship can be the most pleasurable and most difficult of all human relationships. Being with a friend can be one of the most reassuring and comforting feelings in the world. And friends can say the wrong thing at the wrong time without even knowing it and drive a stake right through our heart. Now, the flip side of this, of course, is what do we bring to our friendships? I mean, if you were another person, would you want yourself as a friend? Acquaintances often try to impress and please. Friends are those who accept and care. Let me say that again. Acquaintances are those who try to please and impress. Friends are those who accept and care. Friendship is an ongoing state of being friends. Finding friendship. Friendship, fellowship, community, caring, love, and joy are great, and so they are. But we must never fall into the trap of thinking that fellowship is merely warm fuzzies and feeling good amongst ourselves and others who are like us. Christ never gathers his body together to have us simply pat one another on the back, but to truly care and serve. I hope that as we grow in faithfulness, we will grow in our capacity to serve. Greater love Has no one than this, said Jesus, that you give your life for your friends. Love one another. Not just some others, but all 
others? I'm becoming increasingly convinced that one of the ways we can be a friend and therefore love all others is to love and to be a friend of the earth. If we do not care for the earth and do something to curb global warming, the consequences for children and their children the world round will be devastating. Working as individuals alone will not make enough of a difference, and waiting for our governments to make the changes will not make the difference either. We need to act as individuals and as groups with lifestyle issues and work together to insist that governments change policies sooner rather than later. Being a friend to the earth is being a friend to all others the world round and into the future. Love one another, said Jesus. He had no idea of the toxins and pollutions that we, pollutants that we would be putting into the environment. He had no idea that that was even possible. But had he, I suspect he would say with some urgency, love one another and take care of this precious world, this precious planet that God has given you. Love one another, not just some others, but all others. And what Jesus did say is, you should go and bear fruit. True friendship is like a growing plant. Think of a plant maybe on your, on your patio or your front porch, your yard. True friendship is like a growing plant. It is life-giving and life-supporting. And that applies to human relationships as well. One-on-one and to our friendship with the earth. Anais Nin has written, Each friend represents a world within us. A world possibly not born until they arrive. And it is only by this meeting that a new world is born. Through love and service and the birth of new friendship, God's world becomes alive within us and around us. Finding friendship in Christian fellowship and service is finding a special kind of friendship indeed. The New Testament Greek word, which we, Michael and I had not talked about, um, that Greek word is koinonia, and it literally means common. It reminds us that our fellowship in Christ is not extraordinary, but ordinary and that all things are held in common. And so what makes it special is precisely that our friendships are not special in a preferential sense, but that we are all friends one of another. And as such, we are to be friends with all of God's children. Our finding friendship is not therefore exclusive and with only those like us. But our fellowship in Christ is intended as a way of sharing God's love with all people. People who spend time together don't necessarily live in true friendship. And those who are not always together do not necessarily live without it. For the primary quality between the the primary quality beyond all warm fuzzies in friendship is a deeper sense of being gathered together by God to be about God's purposes.
as the great essayist Ralph Waldo Emerson encourages, go often to the house of a friend for weeds choke the unused path. What a friend we have in Jesus. And what a friend we can be to Jesus. Friends, let us go often to the house of our friend, the house of our Lord. For from it we will go forth nourished to bear fruit, because we too love one another. Fellowship and joy, they go hand in hand. Love one another, said Jesus, and these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be full. Finding friendship at Neighborhood Church and beyond, that we may share it with all others and the world. May it be so. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Throughout